let's turn to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. bucks tonight pastor with uh, keeping up with my scriptures Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 says this according as he he being Christ hath chosen us in him when before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. The Amplified Version says this, Long before He laid down earth's foundation, He had us in mind, had settled on us as the focus of His love, to be made whole and holy by His love. Amen. I know we've spent a lot of time worshiping and praying, but let's just join together in prayer one more time as we go forth with this Uh, with this word that God will do something within us continue to make us better than we already are if there's hurts in this place join with me right now in prayer heavenly father if there are hurts in this building if there are things that need to be changed if there are issues that need to be worked out lord i pray that that we will leave this place better than when we came in that we will leave this place whole if we came broken That if we needed a renewing of your spirit in our life, that we will leave here not empty-handed, but full of your spirit and grace and mercy, so that we can be a light to this dark, dark world, God. For you are our hope, Lord Jesus. And I thank you for allowing us to know who you are, to have the opportunity to lift your name up, Jesus. For giving us the revelation of who you are, the mighty God in Christ, the one and the only eternal salvation and eternal God and everybody prayed these things in that one name in Jesus name amen if you haven't shaken someone's hand yet please do that before you sit down and you may be seated I want to talk to us just for a little bit tonight about this simple statement you are chosen I am chosen you are chosen. When we leave here today, you better not be doubting whether or not you are chosen because I'm here to tell you that you are a chosen one. It was in God's mind and heart to make a way for us before the foundations were even laid. Think about that. Before he created earth, he realized that there would be a possibility that things may not go exactly how he had planned them to go. And he made a way for that. Amen? I don't know about you, but it's kind of a big deal for me when I was in school or uh, on the recess ground or the playground And we were standing in that line to be chosen, to be picked for my team. Oh man, that was like the most nerve-wracking time because I didn't want to be the last person picked. It happened every once in a while, I'm not going to lie. But I wanted to be 
picked. I wanted to be chosen, especially if I knew who the team captain was and I really thought they were good and I wanted to be on their team. There were the, all these things, but, but there was something about being chosen, especially if you were first. It was kind of like, wow. I hope they're not doing that just to feel sorry for me. That was a good time. But I'm going to tell you today how happy I am. How much joy I get every time I think about the fact that Jesus Christ chose me. He chose you. Amen. You are chosen today. He chose you out of everyone. He gave everyone an option. You are chosen today. The Bible says that he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. Like I said, we've got to wrap our mind around this, that as God was speaking this reality into existence, simultaneously he had you on his mind. He had Ryan in the back of his mind when he created the foundations of the earth that we know of today. The Bible says in Genesis 1.1, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. If we skip ahead to John 1.1, it says, In the beginning was the Word. We just read, in the beginning, God. Now we skip ahead to John 1.1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And what? The Word was God. And if we skip ahead 14 verses to John 1.14, it says, And the Word was made flesh. The Word was made flesh. We just established that. In the beginning, God. Then we went to John 1.1. 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And it doesn't stop there. It says the Word was God. And then in John 1.14 it says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten Father, full of grace and truth. What am I saying? I'm saying Jesus Christ was God, is God. In the plan of God. And in that plan, there was a plan for us that you and I would be chosen today. Amen? Jeremiah 1.5 says it this way, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew you. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. He knows the beginning of from the end. And I talked about it on Tuesday when we were learning about uh, in our Gifts of the Spirit uh, series, we were talking about laying on of hands. And we was talking about how is it that God could know the beginning from the end, yet we still have free will. And whether or not this is right or wrong, I don't know, but it's what makes sense to me is that when God created heavens and the earth, when the Word 
went forth. Immediately shot out, if you can imagine, just every possible ending imaginable. I mean, how you can't put God in a box, right? I mean, he, he lives outside the box looking in. So he knew that if everything lined up, there I would be. And thank the Lord, there I was. And I serve such an awesome God that it doesn't stop there because he looks past that whole scheme to just my individual walk. That's how important we are to God. The Bible says that he came daily and walked with Adam and Eve in the garden. That's, that's his heartbeat. That's what God desires is that communication, that relationship with each and every one of us. And so God saw and had this path lined out for me that, that if I would just choose... Keyword, if I would choose, then there was this path laid out for me. And then it's never going to be perfect. I mean, there's, you know, I would, just like any child growing up, you're going to fall and hurt and, and get skinned. No matter how good your parents can be, they're going to fall and, and smack their face on hard objects like Asher does all the time. But it doesn't mean we don't love them. It doesn't mean we don't want the best for them. But those things happen. But as long as I stay in the path that God has set out for me, then I'm going to reach that destination that, that, that He has planned for me. And that's what He predestined from the beginning of time. What? To be reconnected to Him. Ultimately in heaven, but earthly to walk with Him in salvation. Amen. Now I know what you're thinking, and I hope I kind of dispelled it a little bit there, but... Some people have said, well, there are those that he doesn't choose. That he just has refused to... There are, there are those that aren't part of the chosen. Well, I have some scriptures for you today. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You can't get much more all-encompassing than those two words, any and all. And then if you turn to, turn to 1 Timothy 2, 4, it says, who will have all men, there's that word again, who will have all men and women to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Acts 2, 38 and 39 says it this way, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm thankful it doesn't stop there. For the promise is unto you, to your children, and to what? All that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call or choose. I'm going to continue on with this theme analogy or a team analogy for just a little while because I felt like it really flowed well with being chosen, being part of the chosen. See, when you're picked for a team, there's a general consensus that you meet the minimum requirements of that game. In other words, if you're in line to play basketball, 
usually you have some semblance of what it takes to play basketball. Whether or not you're good doesn't really matter, but you kind of understand the gist of the game. If you're going to play football, you know that it's football and not soccer, unless you're in Mexico, and then it is football, and then you're in trouble. But, or if you're going to play baseball. In other words, you kind of understand what's going on. I'm thankful for us that we don't have to worry about how we're able to perform in order for God to choose us. See, we meet the minimum qualifications by something, unfortunately, that we have no control over. Romans 3.23 says this, for, and here's that all-encompassing word again, all have what? Sinned. And what? Come short of the glory of God. For all have sinned. In chapter 5 of the same book of Romans in verse 12, it says it this way, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, thanks a lot, Adam, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 2 says this, Wherein time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, in verse 3, among whom also we shall, we all had our conversation in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. We had no choice. This was our destiny. This was the plot laid out for us. But God chose those who needed a Savior to be the chosen ones. And I am thankful because that incorporates everybody. Amen? In other words, we all meet the requirements for this team. Why? Because we have to be lost in sin. How do you be lost in sin? You are born into this world. That's how. It's pretty simple, unfortunately. But God made a way. From when? The foundation of the earth. We were on His mind and in His heart. Because John 3.16 says this, For God so loved the world, and we all know it, that He gave what? His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And verse 17 says, For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Because the world was already condemned. God made a way out of that condemnation. Amen. And I'm so happy for that today. Amen. Let's clap to him for just for a moment. Hallelujah. Jesus has done the choosing. We don't have to worry about that. But in order to be on his team, we have to be changed or holy. We have to have our old man removed in order to be a new man. Amen. The Bible said in my opening verse that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. See, there's a uniform 
for every team. Once you've put on this uniform, we are a part of that team. doesn't matter if you are a certain position, whether you play left field or left out. It doesn't matter if, you, if you're warming the bench the whole game. That's quite all right. Guess what? You still have the jersey on. You're still part of that team. If your team wins a championship and you run the pa- practice squad and you never set foot on the game field, guess what? You still have that championship ring to show to your friends. Why? Because you are part of the team. Amen? 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man... That's verse 5.17 of 2 Corinthians. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is what? A new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And the next verse says, And all things are of God who hath reconciled us, and I'm so thankful for this, to him self by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Amen. I am not the same man that I used to be before Christ. He came in and changed me. Gave me a new uniform. Amen. He robed me with his blood. Covered me with his blood. And gave me a new reason to live. Amen. See, the other thing about being chosen for a team is that, unfortunately, each player has the right to either accept or deny whether or not they're chosen. Just because someone says, I want you on my team, doesn't necessarily mean that they have to accept that invitation. Amen. No one is going to be forced to play on a team. When a professional athlete is waiting to be signed by a team, he doesn't have to accept that draft. He can say, you know what? I don't want to do that. But he has to be willing to go home and not get paid for what he was made to do. In other words, we were all made to serve Christ. We were made in His image. That we each have our own destiny in Christ. He has a plot laid out for each of us to affect all those that we come in contact with, to spread, to show His light, and to be Christ to those that need Him. But we have a choice. Second Chronicles 7.14 Now I'm giving you lots of scriptures because I don't want to just make you take my word for it. You got a problem. Take it up with God. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but if I'm out of context on anything, please come to me. Talk to me about it. Um, don't ever just take the preacher's word for it. Amen? Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and what? Turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will hear their land. There's a choice in the matter. We've all been chosen, but we have to make that choice to receive it. Acts 26 verse 18 
told you I'd make you work back there. Acts 26, 18 says, To open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light. They didn't know. We didn't know. A lot of this is just because that's all that we've known growing up. Maybe we've never known Jesus. Maybe we've never understood and we thought we were just living for ourselves. But their eyes were opened. And from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive what? Forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. We have a choice. See, there's a great need today for the intangibles. We have the, 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 the physical things. We, we have so much in this country, we don't even know what to do with it, but we just want more and more. But what people really need and what they're really desiring are the intangible things, the things like peace, love, hope, joy, happiness. There's a reason why depression and these other things are running rampant. And I'm not lessening the legitimacy of, of depression or other mental illnesses. I'm, I'm very aware of the reality of them. But what I'm saying is that the more we rely on ourselves, the more we try to discover the attributes that I just stated outside of God, the farther and farther away we're going to get and the more problems and the more trouble we're going to see. That's why the news isn't getting any better. It's just getting worse, especially with the election. Oh, man, I can barely stand it. Oh, I'll be just be so happy when this is over with. Regardless of who's president, I don't care anymore i just want it to be over with and we have nine days or eight days or whatever it is till tuesday and then i'm moving to canada i'm just kidding but when we are when we accept the fact that we have been chosen and we make the decision to join the team that we were made for we inherit the attributes of god what am i talking about the fruits of the Spirit. Hopefully, most of us know these things. It is what? Love. It is joy. It is peace. Oh, there's also long-suffering. Oh, sorry about that one. Oh, but there's gentleness. There's goodness. There's faith. There's meekness. Temperance. And the Bible says, against such, there is what? No law. These are things that we get because God loves us. Because God knew that we would be hurting and that we would need peace in the midst of the storm. That we may need to feel that love that we haven't felt in this world. That supernatural love. That we may need joy because we've had no reason to have joy in this life up until this point. These are all things that we as human beings need to have. That is why millionaires and movie stars commit suicide because they are unable to find these things. They searched in, in money. They searched in alcohol and drugs. They searched in promiscuity, but they never found it. And life wasn't worth living. But they were looking in the wrong place. 
They were looking at themselves rather than looking at Jesus. 2 Corinthians 13.11 says, Finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace shall be with you. I'm so thankful that God so loved and that he chose us. Because see, when there's a choosing of teams, there's always the other team. There's always the other team in the game. There's always going to be a loser, unfortunately. Now, don't get me wrong, I know I'm making some obvious correlations today, but sometimes it's good to just be reminded that we are important to the body of Christ. And that there is a real enemy out there who wants nothing but, as John 10.10 says, the thief cometh not but for to what? Still, he doesn't want to stop there. That's not enough. To kill, that should be enough, but nope, nope, that's not enough either. He wants to literally destroy who you are and what you are in this life and in the next that's the other team the team that i'm on says but i am come that they might have life not just life but life more abundantly in this life and the next amen amen it's not going to be perfect but it's going to be more abundantly why because we have more happiness we have more peace we have more joy more love all these things we have in christ jesus that's why this life is so much more abundant when we're on the team that christ has chosen us for ephesians 2 1 and i'm coming to a close says and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. And I read this at uh, a little bit earlier, verse 2 and 3, wherein in time past he walked according to the course of this world. That's all we knew. That's what we were doing. We thought we were doing right according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. And verse 4 says, But God, but God, but Jesus, who is what? Rich in mercy. For his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, he hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace we are saved, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. I love the King James Version, but uh, Sister Anna, if you want to come, the Amplified Version, I feel like just has another little ring to it that I thought was great. And we can stand It says, it wasn't so long ago that you were mired in the old stagnant life of sin. 
You let the world which doesn't know the first thing about living tell you how to live. You filled your lungs with polluted unbelief and then exhaled disobedience. We all did it. All of us doing what we felt like doing and when we felt like doing it. All of us were in the same boat. It's a wonder God didn't lose his temper and do away with the whole lot of us. Instead, immense in mercy and with an incredible love, he embraced us. He took our sin-dead lives and made us alive in Christ. He did all this. I love this part. He did all this on his own with no help from us in spite of us Christ did all these things I don't know where each and every one of you is at in your walk with God if you've received what God has chosen you to do if you've turned from your wicked ways, if you've done like what I stated in Acts 2.38 where Peter so eloquently laid down the easy requirements to make the team. You didn't have tryouts. You didn't have to, to, to meet a certain standard in order to make that team. You just had to do these few little things. Right? You had to just turn your back on the old you, the things that we did, and look to Christ and acknowledge those things and thank Him for what He's about to do for us and for you. And that's filling us with the Holy Ghost, with the Holy Spirit. In other words, filling us with ourselves, making us that new creature giving us that love, that joy, that peace. When you feel that, that wrapping, that anointing of His love, that tangible feeling that we get when God's Spirit is there. When that, as I said at the start, when that outer layer is torn away and we're opened up to receive that Spirit that's already been there this whole time. And then God can change you, mold you, make you what he created you to be. Why? Because he chose you. You are chosen. We're going to close today. You know, there's, there's times where we can uh, need a, a reinstating, a renewing of our walk, a renewing of our life in him. And I'm thankful that he is rich in mercy and that his love endureth. Amen.